Hi everyone, welcome back to Cup of Tea with Rick G and today we've got um, a very different guest on the show. Now normally on Cup of Tea with Rick G we're bringing private property investors into the show and new property investors to show and help you how you can enhance your property journey but today we've got somebody that actually um, helps us uh, in one of our holiday lets and we've got Ian Patterson from Lounge Holidays. Good morning Ian. Yeah, good morning, Rick. Thank you for asking me. That's fine. No problem. Thank you for coming on the show. So Ian actually runs our holiday let. So we've got a holiday let. We actually bought it for ourselves, um, my, my wife and, um, and myself and the kids. And it's on the beachfront in a little place called Tawin in Mid Wales. Uh, and that's Tawin that's next to Abu Dhabi. There are two Tawins, so not to be confused. And Lorraine and I bought that um, for ourselves initially. And then we found that we weren't really going there as often as we wanted to and I was coerced by my wife uh, and Ian helped by sort of showing us how much we could actually get if we started to rent it out so we did that and Ian I think we've been renting it with you now for maybe two years yeah I think this will be our third summer it's our third summer so it's gone really quickly and I yeah. was really skeptical Ian I don't mind telling you not from the services that you provide mm -hmm. but um, I wanted it for you know a bolt hole for us to go to and I was really dubious about renting it out as you know um, mm -hmm. and I think we said okay well we'll give it a go we'll give it a test and we did and we put it on the market with you and your company and I'm really really well to begin I was really surprised to begin with on how quickly it started to rent and, uh -huh. it, and, it, and then we started to get really busy so firstly thank you for that um, okay. secondly you know we'll go back into sort of a bit about you now and a little bit about what you do so tell us a little bit about your company Ian and how you ended up in the holiday letting industry okay well I suppose to try and keep it as short as, as I can um, I've, I've had an interest in property for 35 years and uh, although I'm from the Midlands, we, we've had uh, uh, family connections here for quite a long time. Um, I used to run a clothing business in the Midlands. And uh, over the course of the, of the years uh, when we had the clothing business, we bought a couple of cheap properties down here in Towin, um, really just because they were cheap. And uh, they were easy, fairly easy for us to manage um, the building and the maintenance because I had family here. Um, however, once my kids had left school, uh, been to university and so on, we wanted to change. And we moved down here 10 years ago, mainly to renovate our properties um, because they needed it. But also uh, we saw an opportunity to start a lettings business. Uh, and originally it was residential uh, because we had our own residential properties. We started the business um, uh, just doing residential, but almost by default, um, we were asked, oh, um, can you do cleaning for holiday lets? Can you advertise holiday lets? And we just said yes. Um, and really that, that was how it started. Um, so, so you kind of went to town for an easier life and then ended up we ended probably up being, one of the biggest letting agents in the area, if, I'm, if, I'm, if that's fair uh, to say. Well, yeah, I, th I think we're, we're certainly the biggest letting agent in the town. Um, and in the immediate area, uh, well, we manage, we manage 120 residential properties and about 80 holiday lets now. 
So that's quite big, isn't it? So talk to me about how you cope with all of that, Ian. <clears throat> so, I mean, talk to me how you cope. So you've got like 200 units of accommodation that you yeah. are managing at any one time. Um, do you get any time off? I mean, is this, this something that is constant for you from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to bed? It is. Uh, we, we generally work seven days a week. Uh, we, we try and have a bit of a break, but it is full on. Um, uh, I have got two offices and we have, um, we have about five, five staff in total. Um, I, I purely look after the holiday lets, okay? And my wife looks after the residential. So what's the difference between the two, Ian, without sounding a little bit, you know, dumb about it? I know obviously what the yeah. difference, but in terms of running them and the management, how do they differ? What causes you more work? Okay, well, there is, there's a lot more management involved in holiday lets. And, uh, you know, whether you're doing it in a city or a coast, um, the, the servicing aspect of it is a lot more involved. So you know you you need you need cleaners you need maintenance people you need to be liaising with your guests. Um, I'm not saying all the time, but certainly you know those days before they arrive, um, a little bit the days after they leave. And if they're there, you know if you if you have a maintenance problem, you've got to deal with it that day straight away because that's what they expect. You know, with a with a residential let, obviously you want to deal with it promptly, but it's not so critical that you deal with it right then, at that very moment. And um, I think that's the big difference, really. But um, you know, you with holiday lets, you've got to be a lot more on it. Um, you know, every aspect of what you do, you know, the presentation, the cleanliness. And everything has to be bang on to get those good reviews, which are critical to. Yeah, and it is about the reviews, isn't it? So do you have a maintenance policy? I can hear your phone going in the background already. So, you know, you're in your office and we like to do this. We like to keep this real. So, you know, unfortunately, I've got my yeah. office door shut. So we've got two offices here. So um, what do you do in terms of maintenance, Ian? So what is the policy? How does it work? Okay, well, I, I try and encourage all my owners to um, instruct a, a dedicated maintenance person. So this is a, you know, a handyman, somebody that can do a bit of plumbing, can fix a lock, you know, can do a bit of painting, whatever, to have someone available um, and pay them a small retainer. That's the easiest way to keep a maintenance person on board now, as a letting agent obviously we have we have people that work for us all almost exclusively so we've always got people available but those very busy times um, you need someone who um, will attend at the drop of a hat so if you know if, if you have whoever it is, Paul or Dave, available on the end of the phone, and they know that they're going to be paid a little retainer each month, um, they, they, they will normally respond straight away. And I say to them, well, when you've got guests in, we would expect your maintenance guy to respond within a couple of hours uh, for a fairly urgent uh, job. And if it's not so urgent, at least by the next morning. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, how do, do you find it easy to find good maintenance people, Ian? I know that specifically for you, you're in a very, you know, a relatively small area. It's coastal, mm -hmm. but it is a relatively small area. 
Um, mm. Are they local, your maintenance team, or do they travel? Oh, yeah, yeah, they, they have to be, really. Yeah, so we've got several maintenance people. And obviously, we've also got electricians, plumbers, you, you know, you know, people that can do your gas tickets and your pat testing and that sort of a thing. Okay. And, so, and, you know, we've got a team of those kind of people, and they'll always be available for our owners. What um, and think, that's... Sorry, I'm, I sort of over-talked you there. What do you, what do you think yeah. the difference is, Ian, from... Um, what we call serviced accommodation. So the, um, mm. the, the the professional property investors out there, you've been in property a long time, so you know what I'm, I'm talking about here. So serviced accommodation is a bit of a buzzword at the moment in the industry. Mm. People are buying up flats or leasing flats and then renting them out um, individually, advertising them on booking.com and Airbnb, mm. etc. Fundamentally, is there a difference between what we call a serviced accommodation unit and a holiday let? Mm. I mean... I think I think the mechanics of it there there, there isn't really any difference, and um, I, th- I think when I when I look at um, serviced accommodation in a in a in a city, say Birmingham, um, you know I would imagine it's a bit of a mix of people coming on holiday, but also people working there, uh, and we we get that here as well. And during the winter, I put up a lot of what I call contractors, who are people maybe working for open reach or they're doing surveys in the area. And we'll, we'll accommodate them for about a month. Um, so, um, you know, there's the, the kind of two aspects to the business, really. On the, on the whole, what we do here are short holiday lets, weekends and weeks. And these are people coming on holiday. Mm. The majority of the business that we do. Um, but in terms of what you have to do to make a holiday let run well or a serviced accommodation run well, it's the same. You need good cleaners. You need, you need possibly a good agent to promote it for you. Uh, and you need your maintenance people if you're not going to do it yourself. Ian, do you think it's almost like running a remote hotel, you know, doing this? Because you, you yeah. just mentioned, you know, you need to be there on call. You need your team there. You need your cleaning team. And, you yeah. know, and you have got some great staff, by the way. Now, this is a good shout yeah. out for, you know, you've got your cleaning team as well, who are absolutely bloody brilliant, by the yeah. way. But when you've, when you've got all of your trust on one group or one person, what happens when or if they decide to, to go and leave? Where, where do you then go? Do you have to go back in and do it yourself? Uh, I haven't had to recently. <laughs> I think it's been about two years since I've had to go and do a clean. Um, we have got a fantastic team of cleaners. Uh, and in the peak season, we're probably, uh, we're probably using about 20, 25 individuals to do the cleaning. Wow, it's a lot. So you it's talk about peak season, Ian. So that leads on nicely then. So we'll yeah. look at the peaks and troughs in your industry. So yeah. you are predominantly in the Towing area. Um, you know, when are your peaks? Towing and Barmouth. Towing and yeah. Barmouth. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. You, when, you, when are your peaks and troughs in terms of your, you know, busy, um, your busy periods? Okay. Well, the, the busiest weeks are the school holidays. So um, Easter... Uh, spring bank holiday and then from the the middle of July to the end of August uh, and then Christmas and New Year so you know these are all the school holiday weeks uh, obviously those are the busiest weeks where 
we would be disappointed if we didn't let every single property and every single room that we have. Um, having said that, the season here is fairly long. Um, it really begins. Uh, it really begins at the, when when well uh, beginning of March or around Easter time. Um, it picks up, and we would hope that we'd have maybe half of the properties let for those shoulder periods, mm. um, March, April, uh, early May, and then September, October. Um, but during, really, it gets very busy from the beginning of May. So from the first week in May, right through to the end of September, um, it's pretty full on for us. And our, our major property, which are our properties uh, along, along the seafront, so any property with a sea view is always going to let better than a property that doesn't have a sea view. Yeah. You know, that's, that's really, uh, uh, I, suppose coast, I suppose in this area, um, that, that will always be the same. The sea view properties will let better than properties that aren't that don't have a sea view. In specifically, you know, and some listeners and viewers might relate to this. So the area that you are predominantly in, or one of them, so you've got Barmouth and you've got Tawin. So Tawin's in Mid Wales, it's close to Aberdovey, and it's a very popular resort, or say resort, it's not really resort, it's a pop it's a pop it's a popular town. Um, yeah. predominantly people from the Midlands. Why do you think that is? I mean, because um, there's not a lot in Tawin, let's, let's face it. There's not, you know, it's not for young kids. It's not for stag parties and hen nights. No. There is one pub now that's just been built on the seafront. There's a couple of pubs in the town, but mm. it, it's not the most vibrant, you know, up and coming areas, but it is a very popular place. Why mm. do you think that is? Um, uh, historically, um, this has always drawn people from, especially from the West Midlands, mm. because it's the nearest place you can get to that's on the coast. If you look on the map, you know, and draw a line from, say, West Bromwich to uh, Tawin or Barmouth, you'll see that it's only a two-hour drive. Mm. Um, it, it, and also, um, uh you know, there's been a railway like there's been a mainline railway into here since 1880. So you know, even at that time, you know, the trains were bringing people in. It's just carried on, really. And then a lot of people are here from the Midlands. There's a lot of connections. A lot of the properties on the seafront in Tawin and in Barmouth were built by wealthy industrialists from the Midlands. Uh, so there's always been that connection. Mm. And, and there's a strong, there is a strong Midlands connection, isn't there? Very much. Oh, very much and you so. talk to people and they, they, you know, they, their generations from generations from generations have been going to Tarion for exactly, as yeah. long as they can remember. Ian, what makes exactly. a good holiday let then? So because of the competition level, and you mentioned that seafront properties are probably going to let out more. And obviously that, you know, we know the reason why. Yeah. What else makes for a good holiday let or serviced accommodation? What do you think now... Um, in the industry, what people are looking for most? Okay, well, um, <clears throat> there's there's a market for everything. Okay, there's a market for a, a cheap room, a studio, a two bed flat, three bed house, 
a four bed house like yourself with a hot tub. You know, there's a market for everything. Um, but presentation is the key, really. Uh, the location is important, you know, and obviously, you know, your property, for example, cracking location right on the seafront, all on one level. There's lots of tick boxes there uh, with your particular property. Um, but as you're probably aware, we've got, we've got two, three bedroom houses. Uh, we've got apartments. Uh, there's a market for everything. But um, presentation is absolutely the key. And uh, th this is what the market demands. You know, expectations are, are very high. Right. Uh, you know, the days of just letting somewhere where you put in your old furniture, uh, you know, that your gran has left you is, is well, well gone. Mm. You've got to do it really, really well. And, you know, when I meet new investors, um, you know, I, I always say, to them, put your best stuff in. Don't bring us your old stuff. Bring us your best stuff. Put your old stuff in your own house. Present it really well. Provide, you know, if you can, you know, if you can put in a dishwasher in the kitchen and that kind of thing, do it. Um, yeah. Absolutely, you've got to have Wi-Fi. Ideally, you want to have somewhere for them to park. Um, really nice bedding, really nice towels. Give the property a bit of a coastal look. Um, it sounds like you're talking about our place down to the T. And I mean, <laughs> when when we took over ours, um, it was very old, yeah. and I don't know if you knew the lady that lived there before. So we took it over right. from an elderly lady who wanted to move to go closer to her family. And to be fair, it was I don't think you know she decorated it since she bought it, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, and we did put a lot of cash into that property, um, and we did make it as high spec as we could. Um, but then yeah. you came along and you said, look, you know, I think. Um, that's going to be really popular, your property, because of the spec, because of the location. And Ian, I want you to say this rather than it coming from me, but do you know off the top of your head what we're charging per week at the moment for our property? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, peak week, um, I can get the price list. But I think, I think peak week, we're charging about 1500 a week. I think we just put it up, wouldn't we, to, uh, to 1600 I think, from 14. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's right, folks, £1,500 a week. Now... That sounds like a lot of money, but bearing in mind, we are not full 52 weeks of the year. And of course, we've no. got Ian and his team to pay for as well, um, because mm -hmm. Ian and his team work really, really hard for us. So, I mean, £1,500 a week was kind of the decision for me to say, okay, let's do this. Let's give it a go. And we mm -hmm. haven't really looked back. And my main concern was really, what would the condition of the property be in after we've let it out for 12 mm -hmm. months? And I'm happy to say that it's no worse than it was probably after the first week of us letting it out we do yeah. have to go there now and again and do a little bit of touching up which is expected you know yeah. sort of grubby finger marks on the walls and stuff but this leads me on Ian to um you know damage do you get mm -hmm. much damage in properties and what do you do to deal with it if it happens yeah well the short answer is no um when you consider all the bookings that we do in one year and last year we took um 1300 separate bookings uh, in our business um, out of that, we might have had 10 incidents where there was some damage. Uh, none of it was malicious. We've never, in, in, I think we've been doing this for about eight years now, the holiday let side of it. We've never had any malicious damage. It's always been what we call careless damage. 
people just not being careful enough. Uh, for example, not putting a chopping board under the worktop, you know, on the worktop before they, you know, or, or just stupid things like that, really. Yeah. So the way we deal with it, and um, this is one of our unique set, uh, uh, this is one of our USPs, is that we take, we take a bond and that, that, that bond is cleared funds. Uh, I won't take, you know, I won't hold a check or anything like that. I won't just hold people's credit card details. We actually take a bond and we hold that money for 14 days um, until we get back the cleaners report. So we rely on the cleaners to come back to us and say, oh, everything was okay. Uh, but we leave it a few more days as well, just to make sure there's nothing that we haven't, you know, that the cleaners missed, for example. Mm. Um, Ian, in terms of that, you mentioned bonds. Like, it leads me on quite nicely. Um, yeah. The lettings fee ban that isn't in Wales yet, I know that, has come out, it's, in, it's coming into England on uh, the 1st of June. Um, it will be coming out to Wales. You know, it's got through now. It's mm. about to go up to Parliament to get royal assent. How is that going to affect your business? Have you got a plan in place or is it something you're waiting to see if it happens first? Uh, letting fee. Uh, yeah. You out, uh, yeah. I don't think that this is to do with residential properties. I don't think it will apply to holiday lets. I don't think so. Um, uh, we, we charge a small booking fee. We charge £39. Right. Nearly all, letting it, nearly all holiday let agents charge that. Okay, so you think it's just going to be for the residential side of things in Wales rather this, than... I haven't heard that this applies to, to holiday lets. Okay. Really, it's only agents that charge it. Right, okay. The, um, the next question I've got for you, Ian, is expectations. Um, yeah. How you manage expectations of your visitors? And do you think, because I know you do get quite a lot of um, people that come from outside of uh, the United Kingdom as well, and you get some people that, you know, um, um, that might want different things. How mm. do you deal with expectations? And do mm. you find that, um, UK people from the UK um, want different things than people that come from abroad. Um, it, it doesn't. The expectations aren't that different. I, I think I said earlier on. <clears throat> on the whole, people's expectations are very high. They they expect to find a property absolutely spotlessly clean, um, and they they we get the feeling they want to see something. If they come to the coast, they want to see something slightly different. So I'm sure I said to you, you know, on day one, you know, present your property, nice coastal look. Yep. Uh, you know, doing your property, presenting your property like that in a city uh, isn't, you know. Uh, it's not in keeping, is it? If it's it's inside not so in keeping, yeah. is it? You don't want pictures of crabs and seashells on your windows. No, if no, 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 no. And, you know, when people come here, I think that's the kind of thing they want to see. And you know, take away that impression with them. Okay. Um, How do you manage the, um, the reviews, Ian? So, you know, um, I know that you've got your own website that you, which is called Lounge Holidays. And yeah. I'm sure you did take bookings from that. But I know that you also advertise on Airbnb and booking.com, et cetera, in order to bring business mm -hmm. in. That obviously opens up the facility for people to leave reviews. And, you know, sometimes do you think those reviews are unfair and how much do you think they can affect your bookings? Do people really take notice of them? Yeah. Um, okay. So 
I would say again, on the whole, people leave fair reviews. And we strive really hard to... I'm disappointed when we don't get five-star review on TripAdvisor. Like on TripAdvisor, the reviews go from one to five. Um, and TripAdvisor has always been the most important review site. Okay? Right. However, in the last year or two, um, Facebook and uh, Google have become big players as well. And I've noticed, um, I'm involved in another business where we've got a, a cafe bar, a restaurant. Yeah, was that called uh, Saltmarsh? What's it called, Ian? Saltmarsh, well, Saltmarsh Kitchen is the restaurant and Saltmarsh yeah. Cafe Bar yeah. uh, is the bar. Uh, and we've actually got more reviews now on uh, Google than we have on, on uh, TripAdvisor. And this is kind of getting off the subject a little bit, but um, the same does apply to Holiday Let's really. However, we take a lot of, you know, your listeners are probably aware that um, TripAdvisor actually advertise properties now. TripAdvisor is, is, Holiday Lettings is owned by TripAdvisor, okay? Holidaylettings.co.uk is a big website. We advertise on there. Um, so um, uh, most of the reviews for the holiday homes that we have are on TripAdvisor, and that's probably true for most other agents and owners, okay? On the whole, people leave us great reviews, and we always make sure, you know, the, the, the whole thing about getting, getting it right, having really good cleaners, really good presentation, uh, getting it right on day one is so important to make sure that the reviews are good, because obviously people's first impressions are really important. You know, the minute they walk through the door, you, you don't want them to be moaning about anything. You know, you want them to have a great impression, mm. immediately be thinking, oh, I'm going to give these guys a five-star review. I think it's fair in saying, Ian, that Tarrant isn't probably the most, uh, you know, it's not tropical. Um, you know, it, it can be quite stormy. And sometimes you do get a lot of, um, you know, high winds, et cetera, and bad weather. Yeah. Now, this is just a bit of a daft question, but... Do anybody, does anybody ever complain to you about the weather? And I say this yeah. because I, yeah. and I know this happens. Does it happen to you? Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I would call an unreasonable, an unreasonable review. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try and you know, go over that a little bit. Um, from time, in all walks of life, as you're probably aware, there are some unreasonable people. It doesn't matter what you say to them. What you do for them, they will find something to moan about. And they're the people that take up a lot of our time, and we do try and manage those people. Right, okay, bad reviews. Um, most people will come back to you before. If, if somebody's not happy, they will generally, they'll get in touch with you first. They'll make a complaint. And if someone makes a complaint, we try and deal with it really quickly. I'll phone them. Um, I'll, I'll email them in the first instant and, you know, respond. And then I'll give them a call. And I've found over the years, it's better to offer them a little bit of discount as a sweetener and try and persuade them to not bother leaving a review because in consideration of giving them a discount, don't think it'd be fair for you to leave a review. So um, that's the way I deal with it. And it normally works, um, you know, but there are, there are definitely out there 
people who will complain and moan just so that they can get a discount yeah and i think that's fair in everything isn't it in every industry there are. Um, and you get your we call them your professional tenants you know the tenants exactly. that, that have got you know nothing but bad things to say and really just want yeah. to accommodation for free yeah yeah, yeah. what's what do yeah. you say the most um the most bizarre requests you've had ian have you had some really weird requests from from guests or are they generally just pretty normal <laughs> I think I, I, I can I can remember someone asking if they could bring their hamsters. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Claire's just mentioned somebody asked if they could bring their pet rats. Never. And what did you say? <laughs> I think they said no. What is your pet policy, and is that down to the owners? Uh, yeah. Well, I always discuss it with the owners. Um, that's that's an interesting question because um, this is. This is a beautiful area. We're in South Snowdonia, surrounded by miles and miles of glorious walks, uh, which uh, there are lots and lots of public footpaths and beaches where you can take your dog. So it is, this area really uh, attracts people who have pets. Uh, but also that's a growing market as well across the UK. Uh, you know, more and more uh, holiday agents and owners are, are, are uh, targeting the market uh, for can we bring our dogs? People nowadays they don't want to leave the dog in kennels. Yeah, is the feeling I get. So and we're a nation of pet lovers, aren't we? You know. Um, yeah, we're a nation uh, of pet lovers. And if sure. pets are part of your family, aren't they? And I think you know, yeah. certainly for us, we do allow pets. Um, yeah. It's not always ideal because, of course, we're next to the beach. Yeah. The dogs are soaking wet. They're coming in and they're making the carpets dirty. But yeah, yeah. it's it's what it is, isn't it? And in, you know, yeah. by doing that, we're attracting more business. In, yeah. what, you know, yeah. for people that are coming into the industry, so for people that are quite new to this, like we, when we started in the holiday let's, what, about three years ago with you, yeah. um, mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't sure about how to pitch the price. So I know for you now, you, you've made your benchmark, so you know what you can put mm. your properties out at. But when you started, how did you get that pricing level right? What were you comparing it to? Yeah, well, I mean, I just simply looked on holiday lettings and... Uh, compared prices of similar properties um, and now I've got um, I've you know I've got templates now for almost every type of property well I've only got to look at the price list really I mean if a new if a new owner rings me says I've got a two-bedroom cottage in Flingwirrell how much I'm gonna get for it I can normally just you know rattle it off like that for yeah. But that's based on experience for you. So if somebody was yeah. brand new coming into it and wanted to do it themselves, what would they yeah. look at? Would they go into TripAdvisor or Airbnb? What What would the best portal yeah. be? Uh, Airbnb is quite, the pricing on Airbnb is quite confusing. I, I would look on Holiday Lettings. Holiday do Lettings. Is that HolidayLettings.com or? Yeah, HolidayLettings.co.uk. Right, okay. And um, do a search in that area. And, uh, you know, you can select two bedroom properties, properties with hot tubs, properties that take pets, you know, and then just have a look. I mean, like, like you would do any assessment for a rental property, uh, you know, do your comparables. You know, you go to, you'd normally you'd go to Rightmove, wouldn't you? Yeah. Have a look at the rentals. It, it's a similar thing, really. 
Um, you mentioned earlier, Ian, you've got 120 le- holiday letting units. Um, we've yeah, got, no, a, got 80, holi- 80 sorry. holiday letting 120 residential. Right. So we've got 120 residential units ourselves as well. Um, yeah. So I know how hard that is to manage. Um, mm. So t- let's talk systems now. What do you use? Is it, is it, do you use just your own systems and spreadsheets that you've just de- devised? Or is there a an overarching system that allows you to have a channel manager and, and book all the viewings and, and everything you need, the cleaners, etc. Yeah, um, I, I, we've got a partly joined up system. Okay, um, I, I haven't gone. I haven't gone over to a full uh, channel management system for all the um, uh, the paperwork side of it for the you know accounting to the owners and so on. Um, but with regards to um, the, the book, the actual bookings, uh, I use Bookalet, which is a channel manager, which updates all the calendars in one go. But it doesn't update Booking.com, <laughs> which is a bit annoying. Um, um, we have to do that manually, right. um, and and, uh, and it doesn't update the pricing either. But we're looking at other. There are lots of. Uh, other uh, systems out there on the market, but I'll be honest. I think if you were if you're an individual, just doing a holiday, doing a holiday let uh, or a serviced accommodation, I, I don't think you really need a channel manager to start with. Just if you've just got a couple of units, three properties. I mean, in the areas that you're investing in here, and you're rightfully said, you know, I mean, it's a stunning area, um, and we were very lucky to get the property we did. At least I think we were. Yeah, um, yeah, because I don't think properties, you know, are going to hang around too long in that area. But yeah. all of that said, um, the um, the growth in that area isn't huge, you know, because it is in mid Wales. It is um, away from all the hustle mm. and bustle. In the times that you've mm. been there, so you've been doing this for ten years or so now. Mm. What do you think the growth level is like, particularly in Tawin? Do you think it's it's starting to move? Just do you think it's still pretty slow in terms of capital growth? No. Um, okay. Um, when we when we moved here, um, the um, the economic crash was just happening. Uh, property prices were really low, and I was I was trying to encourage investors then to buy because I could see that there was there's great potential and that the market was growing. In the last few years, the whole area. Uh, and it, well, um, if you look at, um, and I'm look, talking about Towin, Barmouth, Dolgethley, Machantlas, Harlech, all, all those towns in this South Snowdonia area, that they've all slowly grown and the, mar- and the holiday let market has grown. Uh, the holiday let market over the whole of the UK is growing every year. I, c- I can't quote you the exact figures, but it is growing. Um, and on the back of that, um, uh, other um, hospitality businesses are growing. There are more bars, restaurants, shops catering for that kind of thing. Uh, obviously, retail is incredibly difficult, and we've lost a lot. We're like every place, we've lost retail. But, you know, a retail unit goes and a coffee bar opens. Mm. That's generally what's happened around here. Mm. And a lot of investors from the Midlands have bought very cheap properties here, yeah. converted them into apartments. Uh, so there was um, that development along the front next to the pub there. I mean, I know uh, nobody, not many people will probably relate to this unless they know Tarion. Are they yeah. all sold now, Ian? 
They've all, they've all sold. And these are four bedrooms, uh, seafront property. So they're three story, four bedroom, three bathrooms, and they sold for around 250. I know, it's just a steal. The prices are fantastic, they really are. Um, and the great thing is about this is that you get to use them yourself as well. And well, I know that in the summertime, you know, I'm sat on my garden in the summertime with a barbecue. The ocean is like a mill pond. It's beautiful weather, and then dolphins start to swim past. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, you could be anywhere in the world. And, you know, we've got some of the best coastlines, haven't we? You know, it's no, just, it? and yeah. I, I mean, you know, I'm very blessed to, to have a property there. And I think mm -hmm. for anyone that's listening, if you're thinking about getting into, you know, the serviced holiday let industry, I think it's a very good solid strategy and a very good future-proof strategy because you know more and more people are holidaying now in you know in and around wales and scotland and, and, mm -hmm. and england rather than having to go and spend you know lots of money traveling abroad because you know if you get a place like Tawin um, and coastal it's just absolutely stunning so mm -hmm. ian what sort of what would your best tip be you've been doing this a long time you know you're well seasoned you've got a very good business now um you know you're branching out and you're doing other things what tips would you say to a new investor so if i was calling you up now and saying look i'm interested in coming to town and looking to purchase a property what tips would you give them mm. um you, uh, if you can afford it, you always pay a little bit more for a property with a sea view. However, um, it's worth paying that bit extra because the amount of bookings you get will, uh, you know, far outweigh the, um, you know, the the extra cost. Um, but you need to crunch the numbers. You know, you, you've obviously got to crunch the numbers and be careful about that. Obviously, we and other agents, you know, would would help an investor with that. Yeah. Um. You know, to to, to come up with the figures for them. Uh. The the yields here at the moment are really good, especially for holiday lets. Um. I think some of our investors that have maybe bought two bed properties that were tidy are probably getting a ten percent gross yield. Mm. Um, which is pretty good, you know, whereas if, if it was a residential, they'd probably be only getting five, six percent. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> um, and it, you know, if you, uh, that's, that's reflected in the price as well, revenue. isn't it? It's reflected, in, it's reflected in the price of the, uh, because you're, you're sort of, you know, charging £1,500 a week um, rather than, I don't know what a single let property would be in that area. I'm going to take a punt at around about, what's that, Ian, about six, six fifty a month, something like that? Well, um, <clears throat> a two-bedroom two -bedroom property on the seafront, um, we'd be getting, yes, around £700 a week in yeah. the yeah. property with a little bit of a garden and a sea view. But with the bigger properties, you know, you're attracting families. And of course, you know, it's not, it sounds a lot at £1,600, but our property sleeps 10. And if you're attracting three families into that property and, you know, they're getting a very good, affordable, really nice holiday if they're going to separate it out between families. So it is actually quite a cheap holiday yeah, yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, your property's got a hot tub, which obviously is a, yeah. is a big bonus. And I would encourage... I would encourage any owners, if there's an opportunity to put in a hot tub, and not every 
property is suitable, I would definitely do that. You'll get more bookings. Mm. I was a little bit concerned about that because I know that, you know, they're, they're not easy to keep hot tubs and we weren't yeah. there. Um, but, you know, every time we, it's just pristine or hot tub, it's kept really well. But, you know, you've got your hot tub guy that comes yeah, out and services it every week and puts chemicals in yeah. it. And it is absolutely spotless. So yeah. for anybody that's thinking about going into this, you know, don't, don't worry and don't get all the what ifs. And I did have a lot of mm. what ifs, you know, what if nobody books it and what it, all of the things that you would think about. Yeah. And, and we haven't looked back here and, you know, um, and the other thing as well, I want to stress to people is don't beat your agents down on price because number one, they've got to make a living. It's a business, of course. Mm. And number two, you know, you get what you pay for. And if you're going to start beating, and this goes down for the residential side of things as well. If you're going to start beating agents down on price, mm. then your room is going to be the last one that they sell because they're going to get paid more commission exactly. on the other ones. You know, it's business at the end mm. of the day, folks. So it's not yeah. all about price. Don't let it be all about price and Ian and his team work really hard for us and everybody else as well has got a very good reputation in the area Ian we are 50 minutes in we could go on all day and I've you know I could really oh, pick wow. up, I know <laughs> we could really you know sort of go into a lot more in depth yeah. on this but we haven't got time because I know you've got a really busy day today so if people want to contact you Ian and want to talk to you about maybe going over mm -hmm. to Towin or to Barnmouth um, and going into this industry how can they do that yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, simply just give us a call or send us an email. Um, we're, you know, easy to find. We'll, uh, if you just Google lounge, holidays, Towin, you'll find us. And we're spelling Towin T-Y-W-Y-N. T-Y-W-Y-N, folks. Now, it's not to be confused. There is another town, isn't there, Ian? There is another town, but this is the pretty one. <laughs> this, is the, this is the pretty one. <gasps> I hope nobody else is listening from the yeah. other town. Um, no, there are two, two towns. So, and so it's loungeholidays.co.uk. And is your telephone number on there, Ian, if people want to contact yeah, you? Yeah, 01654. Seven one zero five three three. And someone's ringing already. That was really quick. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear the phone in the background. Ian, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you for that. It's been really nice well, just to have a chat yeah, with yeah. you. Um, and I hope, you know, that um, anyone listening, if you want to come over to Tarin, we've got a great place there as well. Wink, wink. Um, it does get yeah. booked very quickly. But if you're interested and in just coming out to having a really nice coastal holiday, you know, in Wales, in the beautiful part of the you know, Snowdonia around there, then come and check us out. Thank you so much, Ian. It's been an absolute pleasure. Okay. okay. Thank you, Rick. Bye now. Bye-bye. Take care.